should not believe that. Hello, this is Melissa Libby and welcome to Mom Treading Water. Coming up is my interview with Carrie Hertzberger. She is the founder of Go Outside Now. She is going to be discussing how to get outside with your kids more, how to enjoy that process, and even ways to get out the door a little bit easier. I'll include all of her information in the show notes. Also, if you have not subscribed to Mom Treading Water, please be, be sure to do so. Rate, review, like, and share. I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, we are on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, as well as all podcast apps. Our new website is momtreadingwater.com, and all that information will be in the show notes as well. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoy the interview with Carrie. Be kind to yourself and be kind to others. Hello, welcome to Mom Treading Water. My name is Melissa Libby, and I am very excited today to introduce Carrie Hertzberger. Um, and I apologize if you can hear my dog in the background, but see, this is the part of being imperfect. Um, Carrie today, I'm so excited to have her. She is going to be talking to us about the importance of getting your kids outside and hopefully can expand on how do we get them outside easier because I can speak to that it's not always easy for me. <laughs> so Carrie, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me here. I'm really, really excited to talk with you and I'm so glad your dog barked first because I'm sure mine will too. <laughs> uh, so you are the founder of Go Outside Now. Indeed, I am. Yes. Okay, so, so what what prompted you to start your program? Well, um, I have two kids, six and four, and I currently homeschool my kids. But had you asked me, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago, eight years ago, I would have said, oh, no, 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 I'm never homeschooling. I was like so against it. <laughs> um, but uh, long story short, I taught for 10 plus years in public, private, non-public schools. I uh, then accidentally started a thriving tutoring business. And um, the more I just got sucked into the, the school thing, the more I saw it just wasn't for our family. Um, and I started just bonding with nature and taking my kids out and us wanting to spend more and more and more time outside. And um, through COVID, I started nature camps because my former students, all their camps were canceled and their parents were like, so Carrie, what are you doing with our kids? <laughs> um, I worked in a small school for a long time and I like befriended a lot of the parents and I just, I have relationships with the kids and the parents. And so I started nature camps and it, it just kind of kept going until I realized that um, outside time is something families are really craving but they're not necessarily sure how to get out the door because getting outdoors is often the hardest part. So they sit around and they're like, oh, I know this is going to be exhausting just to get out. So I don't even want to get started. Um, and then some parents have questions around, well, what should I do when we're outside? You know, will my kid be learning? Are we wasting learning time? Um, I, how do I keep safe? Just all sorts of things. So my go outside is all about teaching parents how to get out the door easier. Um, and that may not look like how you think. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, step one, pack up, step two, get in the car, not like that, but like right. how to make lifestyle changes that are gonna make getting out the door easier for your family so you can come together in connection 
And then once you're outside, what do you do? Really with the big intention of active unstructured play and exploration, but I kind of like the bridge between what you do with your kids and then how they take the journey from there. So how did you figure out what was like, I guess starting with point one about how to actually get your kids outside easier? How did you come across that like epiphany almost? Um, uh, desperation. <laughs> um, with, with my, my first child, who is now six, it was always easy. I mean, I, I think to some extent it's always easier when you have one. Um, but she was just really easygoing, liked anything we did, liked being outside, so no big deal there. Uh, but then we added to our family, we have a second child, and she was just not as excited about being out. Um, she was less flexible of a sleeper, so we really had to come home for nap times. Um, she likes being out and about, like out of the house, whether it's outside or anywhere else, a lot less than my other child does. Um, she's just different. Her personality is different. And you put the two together and it, it has really become a struggle in figuring out how to balance. How do we leave our house and have everybody be happy? And how do we stay home and have everybody be happy? Because some of us like to be out, some of us like to be home, and then add in the elements and all the sensory issues that come with being outside and the clothes and whatever. Um, we just kind of got desperate, and I had to start looking for things that worked. I, you know, and that's so interesting you, you say that because my my son is definitely not as much of the outsort outdoors guy, but my daughter definitely does like that more. Um, and we do struggle getting out the door. It sometimes it just feels like it's it's torture, especially in Maine. And we get them all bundled up in their winter clothes. And I mean, it, it's it's work. And it then, takes a long time. And then sometimes they're out there for five minutes. Yes, they are. Or someone has to pee when they're all dressed. Right. <laughs> and you're right. Like, no. Because I always forget to ask, do you have to go to the bathroom before we start putting on the <laughs> Yep, I know that. Yeah. So, do you feel like when when you guys are taking those those big not even big excursions, but going out and going to explore nature, do you bring tons of stuff with you? Do you minimize that? Um, I prefer the the less is more kind mm -hmm. of in all aspects of life. Um, I generally try and have a few things like extra clothes. Uh, sometimes those stay in the car, but they're there in case we need them. Cause I have had kids get soaking wet in, you know, nearly zero degree weather. And that's not good. No, that's very bad. <laughs> um, so extra clothes is one thing. Another thing is snacks because kids like to eat. Right. And we know as soon as we leave the house, I'm hungry. So, um, but I've, I've really kind of had a transformation around the, the snack thing. I used to pack like full lunches. Um, and a lot of times the stuff wasn't getting eaten. And I've learned that we do better with snacks and almost all of our eating is now taking the form of snacks. And I find that a, it's easier to pack B my kids eat more nutritiously when it's in the form of snacks. Because they'll have some avocado, they'll have some cucumber, they'll have some carrot, they'll have some nuts. Um, and it, it looks really different than a full meal and it's easier to pack and faster and they can help. And it's, you know, just 
made our life easier. Yeah. Gee, do you think it's because then when they're outside, they want to be playing and exploring and they don't really want to sit down and eat a meal? Exactly. Is so they can, yeah. they can grab their clementine or whatever it is and take it with them to whatever they were doing. Um, and, you know, then when they finally realize they're starving, they'll sit down and eat for a while or more often than not, it's in the car. Uh, when we're going home. And that's when the grumpy set in. They're like, oh, I've just been playing for four or five hours and I finally realized I'm really hungry. So do they play four or five hours? Like just free play and... Oh yeah. My my sweet spot I find is about four hours with most right. groups of kids. When I ran my nature camps, it was four hours. Um, when we would end early because of uh, weather you know, the temperature was really cold or it was raining and we would choose to, to still do it, but end it early, the kids wouldn't be ready. It was like their body was conditioned to a four hour thing and I could not get them to leave. It was work to get them to leave. Uh, but when we did four hours, it just seemed to be the natural fading point. So what, what do you, what do the kids normally do? I guess, Sounds like, like in free play, what do they do? But it's free play, so I guess it varies or? It, it definitely varies. Um, the, I, I have a story about this. One of my first nature camps, a student who I had taught in a school, so he had a, a teacher-student relationship with me, um, came up to me and said, well, Miss Carey, we're not doing anything. And I, I said, well, what do you mean? He goes, well, you didn't tell us what to do yet. And I said, well, what would you like to do? And he said, catch fish. And I said, okay, go ahead. And there he went off. And I think he spent the next week trying to catch fish with his bucket. Good <laughs> um, And I mean, was really invested in it. It was not because he didn't know what else to do, but that was his thing. And he was just, how many little fish can I catch in my bucket and then let them go? Um, so I think a lot of times kids are not used to unstructured play because a lot of them go to school and then they have after school activities. And I think as parents, we also start to feel guilty that we're not entertaining our kids mm -hmm. or we're not giving them enough learning opportunities. So it's always us who are jumping in and we're kind of controlling what the kids do and how they play because we, we think we should. Yeah. And then the kids don't know what to do. Um, but typically for most kids, if you actually give them space to get through the, I'm bored and I don't know what to do or the, what should I do? They will find something to do. Um, so, I mean, a lot of times they will climb, uh -huh. um, climb trees if available, climb rocks is a big thing, um, they're drawn to what is developmentally appropriate for them to be developing. So you'll see like toddlers and preschoolers balancing, climbing on things and jumping off. Um, older kids, probably more climbing trees. I have some of my older kids are now interested in like woodwork, whittling, doing things with knives, oh, ropes, stuff like that. Um, water is a lifesaver. Kids always find something to do around water, whether it's, you know, getting wet, skipping rocks, finding creatures, uh, making potions. Those, so, those are all, it's funny you say that because those are, those are all things that my, especially my daughter, she loves to do. Yes. Yes, exactly. 
it, it seems like, I mean, I can see when my kids do that, because we live in a very rural area, so it's easy for us in certain ways to get outside, because we just literally go outside our back door, that it can possibly help with, like, problem solving and coming to conclusions and working things out. And besides the physical, I think it also helps them mentally and developmentally. Uh, I, I mean, I'm you're the expert. I'm not. That's just my random observation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's all sorts of research around this. I have a like a running document on my computer that I have pulled up in front of me, but it's associated with all kinds of better mental and physical health. Um, as far as what you were saying, it is definitely tied towards problem solving and executive functioning, uh, increased focus. I've heard some people, this is very, very contested, but I've heard some people say um, a reduction in ADHD diagnosis, or at least wow. in symptoms. Some people, you say that and they'll like really attack you and say, no, 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 that's not possible. Um, but other people have put that out there as a thing. Um, it helps oh. with sensory development, like your sense of balance, your sense of where you are in, in space, um, grip strength, you know how kids love to hang. Yes. And, and now grip strength has been reported as being a leading indicator of overall health and um, mortality. So like people with good grip strength are likely to live longer than people without it. Um, so yes, please let your kids hang. Let them hang on the monkey bars. Let them hang on the tree branches. It's so important. I didn't know that. That's like, see, we learn something new every single day. Exactly. Dirt has bacteria that boost your serotonin, which is, you know, in, in simplified terms, your happy hormone. So it's, mm -hmm. it's um, related to just overall mental health and happiness. Vitamin D, I there's some crazy number. I don't know what it is exactly. Maybe like 80%, 67%. Don't quote me on that. Of uh, kids are vitamin D deficient. And there's so many diseases and, and problems that are related to vitamin D deficiency. So there's an infinite infinite array of uh, health benefits from being outside. You know what? And I believe that. I mean, I, I have type one, it's like this always comes up, but I, I do, I do get a vitamin D deficiency. It's just, it's part of the stinky part of type one diabetes. But yeah, that, yeah. I, I totally believe that. I absolutely believe it. And especially again, like us, we're in Maine. It, some days yeah. we, we, we can't go outside because it's a, it's a safety issue. I mean, right. Dangerously like, cold. Right. You, you, yeah. you can't. But for people like me, city gals like me, what what can you do? What services do you offer to help someone like me, like be able to embrace that a little bit more? Because I know that I am the, like the parent that you are, or that kind of thought process of we need to have all these things, we need to do this, and we need to watch our kids, and we feel bad if we don't, like we don't have something like planned. And yeah, so. I offer go outside a family unit, unit studies, and um, it's just a e-product delivered to your, your email, and each month is a theme. So March's theme is worms, and it includes three no prep go outside activities. Now, these are really simple activities that you could go outside and do in five minutes, or if your kid is really into it, you know, it might turn into a three or four hour experience. Um, but it, it's all designed to be easy. So there's no prep outside activities. There's um, art project that's related to the theme. There's uh, science or social studies for deeper investigation. 
There's a short book list, both fiction and nonfiction for younger and older kids. Um, what am I missing? There's a scavenger hunt related to the theme because that's just oh. such an easy way to get outside. And scavenger hunts never get old because if you change uh -huh. what you're looking for, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Am I leaving anything out? That's a lot. <laughs> a nature journal prompt. Oh, fun. Um, but they're all designed to be quick and easy. The art projects are generally things that you would have at home. It's not going to be expensive. You're not going to be running to the store to collect materials to prep a whole month of activities. Oh, thank you. Um, yes. <laughs> and thank I you. know because because anytime there's prep involved, it, it just doesn't happen. I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. And then it doesn't happen. No, or it feels like you do so much to prep and then the activity takes like two minutes and you're like, well, that was fun. Right. <laughs> I'm like, who was that fun for? <laughs> <laughs> Why did we do that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When, when did that become a good plan? And as much as like, I'd love to say, the same thing. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll do all these. And then I'm like, oh, too much, yeah. too much. Yeah, right. Exactly. And it's, it's all designed around your and your child's interests. So for example, this theme, the March theme is worms. If you're into it, great. If you're not, that's okay. There's probably something on the list you're going to enjoy, but it's not like you're missing pieces if you skip certain activities. If you're not really into the theme and your kid didn't enjoy the go outside activities, then skip the science or social studies activity. Or maybe they're afraid of worms and don't want to get down and dirty with them, but maybe the book list is a great place to start. So there's, there's just it's designed so that you can do different things and experience the unit in your way. I love that. And I'll include that information in the show notes. Um, so folks can contact you as well as on our Facebook page. Now you, you mentioned something that you might have something for our listeners and viewers. I do. Ooh. I have your go outside now guide and, um, because I know it can be hard to get outside and there's all these excuses that pop up, right? Like time, I don't have enough time. I know I feel that way too. <laughs> the weather's not perfect. In some cases it's dangerous. Yes. Um, you know, I don't know what to do once I get out there or my kids are different ages. How do I, how do I blend their interests outside? I have a really quick go outside now guide that kind of helps you rethink about some of those things. Um, and if you download that, it's free. If you download that, it puts you on my mailing list and, um, my mailing list, you get two, uh, I don't know what you call it, two lessons a month where I'm teaching you about these lifestyle changes that you can make that are going to help you get outside more. Um, they're going to help you ditch the hustle. They're going to help you connect with your kid more, which is essential in getting out the door faster. Yes. Um, so that you can go outside. Things like how you can minimize your stuff and that'll help you go outside faster or get out the door faster for anything. Mm -hmm. um, work, you know, school, all of those things. It works for everything. Um, how you can actually slow down and that will get you out the door faster. I know that seems weird. Like, wait, I'm going to slow down and yeah, now that I won't be late, right? It sounds strange. Um, but it's huge. That has probably made the biggest difference in our family in being able to leave our house and get places on time, not late. Wait, so you're saying, you're saying slow down. So do you start getting ready earlier or now I'm intrigued by this. <laughs> I'm extra intrigued. Um, I would say that really depends on your family situation. Okay. Um, in a sense, I like having less time to get ready. 
And I know that sounds contradictory. Um, but slowing down in terms of don't hurry through your stuff. So if you as a mom are hurrying through everything, your kids are feeling that sense of fluster and hurry. And then they kind of start to embody it too. But if you slow down and just kind of chill out about everything, then they're in this state of calm as well. Uh, when you're not hurrying, you're less likely to multitask. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's say you're prepping the snacks and you do it from beginning to end rather than trying to prep the snacks and cook breakfast and talk on the phone. And, you know, then your brain is frazzled again, your kids are frazzled. Uh, but if you're doing one thing at a time and calmly, then you have time to uh, connect back with your kids. So you're, you're just taking everything slowly and you're looking at it from a perspective of connecting with your kids. And when they feel connected with you, they're much more likely to be compliant. You're not shouting directions into another, get your shoes, get your coat. Did you brush your teeth yet? You know, and then they're like, okay, mom. And then you see them and none of it's done. And then the snacks aren't packed because you're helping them. And then you forget half the snacks or do something like I've done and forget your kid's coat or <laughs> shoes. Yeah. Definitely send my kid places without shoes before. <laughs> um, um, I'm laughing because I, I, do you like spy on our house? Because that is exactly what happens. Exactly what happens. Right. And it, exactly. it happens for almost everyone. Like it happens for me too. I'm not. I'm not giving you these ideas because I've mastered them. I've given you these ideas because I had trouble too. And these are things that I've implemented that have worked for us. And we're all works in progress. I know that's, yes. that's what you are about. That's what this show is about. Yes. Um, but I, I think it's really important that everyone understands that what you were saying and that what I am saying is probably almost all of your listeners are probably experiencing the same thing we are. Yeah. No, I, I I think you're right, and you're right. No, not about being perfect doesn't mean that you know everything, or I know everything, or everything always works perfectly for us. But it, it's good because at least it makes you aware, and sometimes just being aware helps implement those changes. Exactly. Hopefully, make all people happy as much as they can be. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's something we need to remember too: is that our ideal picture of family is never going to be perfect. Or maybe your ideal picture is perfect, mm -hmm. but we're always going to have trouble because we're people, we have feelings. We're people, we make mistakes. Guess what? Our kids are too. They have feelings too. Um, and we need to kind of honor that and recognize that, yeah, we're going to make changes and that's going to create progress. And we're going to get closer and closer to the ideal that we want. Mm -hmm but there are going to be problems because that's life. Right. And that's okay. It doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. It just means this is the way it goes. But we're just human. Exactly. You're just human. Yep. Carrie, thank you so much for being with us today. Of course. Um, I, this, is, this was such great information. And now I, I am oddly excited for tomorrow morning getting the kids ready. And that's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to do cleansing breath one thing at a time I'm gonna be chill I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna give a report back on that I would love to I... hear it and and you know give yourself some space that maybe you'll be late and that's okay 
Uh-huh. But I would strongly predict that you won't be late if you actually slow down, that you're less likely to be late. You, you know what? You're, you're probably right. Like, I'm just thinking about everything you're just saying, and I know we need to wrap it up, but like the mornings that the kids do go out and play out in the snow before we leave for school. I mean, it's not even a long time. It's like 10 minutes maybe at best. But I think... I do have a different approach now that you're saying that, that because we do have that time and no one's raising their voices. And that, when I say that, I mean me. Um, <laughs> I'm like, it's me, all me. All right, I'm, I'm going to be very aware of that tomorrow morning, especially. Thank you for okay, the information. Well, I'm going was... okay, to ask. I'm going to ask tomorrow if I don't hear from you. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Call me out. Call all me right. out. Thank you. Thank you again. And again, I'm going to include all your information in the show notes so folks can get that great information. I mean, there's so many takeaways from this today and I I appreciate your time and hopefully you'll come back again and visit with us. I would love that. Absolutely. Oh, I forgot to tell, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell your listeners that when you download that uh, Go Outside Now guide and you hop onto my mailing list, I will enter their name in a raffle drawing for a free spot in my uh, my Zoom caregiver happy hour, happy hour Ooh. slash coffee hour, um, where we just kind of talk as parents and support each other. So I love that. I know that because sometimes you just need to have just talk to someone and talk it out and be like, hey, I'm not losing it. It's not just me and helps find solutions. That's that's great. Okay. Ooh, that's good. Thank you for offering that. That's really nice. Sure, of course. That's great. Um, I'll include all that information there as well sounds lovely thanks so much for having me thank you for joining us enjoy the rest of your day you too thank you